Welcome to episode nine of Two Minutes to Life. This is Adam and Tanner here with yet another another wonderful episode. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of uh, where I want to start here because it's been a really eventful past few days. I mean, there's there's actual sunlight in my room now. <laughs> I'm I'm changing a lot of things right now. So. I'm cutting. I'm coming out of a cut. Uh, I ended my cut. I was going to start my bulk, but I believe I did something that was not so smart. Um, basically, the last two weeks of my cut, I was so excited for my bulk that I started working out like I was bulking, and so I started pushing PRs, uh, pushing heavy weight. So by the time the last day of my cut came, my knees were hurting and my elbows were hurting. And I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, God. <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure you would call it just, I don't know what you would call it, just either runner's knee or tenon, tennis elbows, just overuse of the joints. Mm-hmm. And... uh so I I was not able to start my bulk because I am now having to recover. And so I didn't want to start eating the food if I wasn't going to be going crazy on the workouts. And unfortunately, when your knees are recovering and your elbows are recovering, that really limits you on your workouts you could do. Mm-hmm. Basically, just stabs. <laughs> uh, and so... I'm in a maintenance period right now. I'm just I just decided I'm gonna just take a break, uh, just stay on a maintenance calories and recover. And then once I'm recovered, I could dive into my bulk. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I'll just be a week. But knowing my body and knowing injuries, it will probably be a few weeks, unfortunately. Damn. And so it's been and. I don't know how much everyone knows about recovery, but it's a, it's a journey because especially when you're into fitness, you just want to work out. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, just, just do something. Ne- I, my motto is like, never do nothing, mm-hmm. right? Like you've had a rough day. You're like, oh, I can't, I, I can't do a heavy workout. Do something, mm-hmm. you know, never do nothing. And so in my head, I'm, I'm thinking that. So I'm going in the gym. And I'm using elastic bands, doing kind of recovery-based exercises. I'm doing uh, getting the foam roller out, doing like the self-myofacial release deals. And I'm doing a lot of yoga, stretching a lot. But uh, when you injure yourself, it is not wise to really even stretch out the injury area after the first few days. I mean, the first few days should be just rest. And so I think by using the band and stretching, I am aggravating the injuries. (laughs) So, oh, it's, it's, it's kind of, so now like yesterday was the first day I didn't work out and I, I need to, do the rice. I don't know if anyone knows what the rice is. The the rest, ice, uh, compression and elevation. I forgot it for a second. 
but that's a, a really good recovery method. And I think I need to just oh, focus, focus on that. And, oh man, I could, I could vent on and on about, I was so excited for the bulk and now I'm super depressed. And even on top of that, like I was doing just some shoulder stuff and now my shoulders even feeling something. I feel like there was something hidden there that I discovered by doing some shoulder stuff. And so I'm a mess right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine though. I, I embrace the challenge. Mm Mm-hmm. This have, is meant to challenge me. And have you thought of a uh, trying ice <clears throat> ice bath or uh, cold showers? Yeah, I mean, well, I've been using an ice pack on my uh, injured areas. I don't, I don't have a bath anywhere that I could ice bath. Take but a, cold showers. I do. I do cold showers every once in a while. Dude. Do it every single day, every morning for like five minutes, just cold shower in the morning. It is a, that's one of my like superpowers in bulking is like when I'm bulking or even in a cut, I'll do, I mean, I just do ice showers nonstop. I do them. I'll never stop doing them. And at some point I would like to have like a cold plunge where I could just jump in every morning to get it a lot colder just because here in Hawaii, like the, the water doesn't get that cold. Like it just, it's cold-ish but it doesn't really get that cold Hmm. so um but that's one of the best things for inflammation is just taking a cold shower it just reduces all the inflammation in the entire body so that's something you could definitely i mean it sucks the first time you do it you're jumping in the fucking cold shower like god but then after like three months of doing it you're like i can't wait to take my cold shower like let's go so yeah i need to i'm trying to do everything oh man like and that's the problem like when i first it's like i want to bulk so i got to do every little thing so i can recover Mm -hmm. but then by doing all these little stretches and exercises i'm actually aggravating it which we're making it worse and Mm -hmm. and then i'm like well maybe i could do some cardio i'm i'm going on the bike i'm like this wouldn't hurt my knees and the next day my knees hurting i was like oh my gosh (laughs) it's just like a downhill i'm like i'm making everything worse damn dude yeah, you're still taking ginger, right? Yes, I'm taking a lot of ginger. I think that's good. Damn it! Yeah, I mean, probably. I wonder if it's a nutrient. Then it might be a nutrient if you're like, because ginger is an anti-inflammatory, so that should help with inflammation in general. So, I don't know. I know sometimes, like, when I get like not injured per se, but like something's off in my body, like working out and like my wrists start hurting or like my neck's like twitching or something. I'm like, all right, I'm missing a vitamin. There's a vitamin, there's a key mineral or something that I'm missing. So I wonder if there's just like something there. I don't know, but, Hmm. and you haven't been going hard on like switching your diet over to a bulk, right? You haven't like started, cause I've been eating like pizza and shit. That's definitely inflammation. That's like Well, I mean, when you're done with the cut, you gotta <laughs> You gotta splurge a little bit. You gotta enjoy a little bit. I've been to probably two all you can eat in the past <laughs> four days, but I've been main trying to just keep a maintenance calorie level, not go over or under and focus on recovery. But mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I hope to start bulking soon. I was so excited for it, and now it's delayed. That's okay. 
You'll get started. Every every bulk starts with a little splurge, little splurge of the uh, the hot Cheetos. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I bought a I bought a whole bag of hot Cheetos today and ate it all this morning. Dude, so bad. So did I. We bought we bought a Costco size bag, the like big one, because they were on sale. Oh my bro. gosh, I had a little bag. <laughs> we were we were getting a bunch of food. Which, like, the majority of our cart was just fruits. We just buy a ton of fruit. Every weekend, we like to buy a lot of fruit. We go to Costco. We get, like, bananas, pineapple here right now. We're, like, really good. So we get our pineapple, um, our berries. We always, like, splurge on the berries or whatever. And then we buy our meats. And then, like, we like to have hummus, like, every week or whatever. Just, like, the basic things. And then... We didn't have anything unhealthy in the cart. And I like was walking and I like looked over and I saw like the massive bag, the huge bag of hot Cheetos. It was only five bucks. I was like, <laughs> I haven't had those. <laughs> That's so funny. Cause I went to, I went to the store this morning and I got, I got a bunch of oranges, a bunch of apples and a bunch of bananas. And I'm like heading, you know, to check out. And then I'm like, Oh, and I see the hot Cheetos. I'm like, I could really use some. <laughs> <laughs> The one and one unhealthy thing I bought. Yeah, and I pounded that bag. <laughs> but I so this maintenance period that I put myself in, I I actually I am learning a lot. I think maintenance having a maintenance period in between your bulk and your cutting, I think it's useful. I think it's good mm-hmm. because it gives you the time to prepare like mentally and physically and your body to kind of adjust. And like more than anything, it's a time you could, you know, focus on, well, not focus on anything, I guess. You could just eat when you're hungry and just, you could think a little bit about the calories, obviously, because, you know, with processed food and stuff, you could definitely go way over just without even knowing it. But it's been nice to just kind of give my, because on a cut, you're really focusing on keeping it under. On a bulk, you're really pushing food down, Mm -hmm. but it's been really kind of calm and nice to just not worry about either and so i think a maintenance period in between your bulk and cut is i'm learning is i think it's a nice at least a week just just to kind of give your body a little rest and mental preparation and physical preparation so before that for a slutty bulk (laughs) yeah getting ready it's hard man now that i'm bulking it's hard not to go back on old bulking tendencies of like dirty bulking. Um, and even at the same time, cause like I'm bulking right now, but I freak out. Like I freak out when I like, I feel like I'm going over on my calories. So yesterday I intermittent fasted again, like just out of like pure fear. Like I'm not on a cut, I'm on a bulk, but I was like, Oh, you know, I can go all day without eating again. So, like, I went all day until 8 p.m. And it felt great. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I won't lie to you. When I'm on my cut, I feel amazing. Like, I have a ton of energy just because I I operate on, like, that slight tinge of hunger all day and caffeine. And so you're just, like, not irritated, but you've just got this, like, like, rush about you. And so, like, I was able to do a lot of shit yesterday. And then it came to, like, dinner time, and I was like, let's go. And I just, like, splurged way too hard for dinner. And I'm like, all right, Tanner, stop. <laughs> so I, Well, yeah. 
Not good. I heard of something. I wonder if you've ever heard of it. It's called 30-30-30. And so the idea is um, basically to prevent, because a lot of times at the nighttime, uh, when your body's recovering and such, a lot of times your body's eating at the muscle, so to say, and it's taking a lot of energy storage from the muscles. And so basically the idea behind 30-30-30 is to prevent that, right? Is like within 30 minutes of uh, waking up, you're going to eat 30 grams of protein, and then immediately you're going to start and do 30 minutes at least of uh, cardio. And so it's a really cool idea. I'm looking into it and it seems pretty legit because it basically prevents that muscle depletion in your body using that muscle. It's just because immediately you're going to give it that protein and you're going to start that cardio, which jump starts your body into the fat burning. And I guess the whole purpose of the deal is to keep your body fat low and keep your muscle uh, higher. Muscle and fat. so I... I thought it was a really interesting idea that I'm well I was planning on basically doing that from the get-go is to do cardio in the morning because mm -hmm. I've already learned that cardio cardio is good for one for your cardiovascular health and for two if you do it in the morning it just it helps maintain your body low body fat because it's just good for you and in, in a bunch of different ways mm -hmm. and then uh, I guess the 30-30-30, what would be different for me is just making sure you get that 30 grams of protein pretty quickly in that morning so your body could immediately start using that. But I thought it was a cool concept. That is interesting. It's hard for me to like, I don't know, I'm scared of eating right after I wake up. That terrifies me. Because I used to. I used to like right as I wake up, you like feel that hunger and like you'd feed into it. And then I'd like couple hours later I'd be like a little lethargic like bleh, time to sleep and like I I'm scared of hitting that lethargy that like sleepy fatigue and so like I'll go all the way till 12 not eating so the idea of popping 30 grams of protein in the morning and getting because like once I arouse my appetite that he's just it's over man like once once he's woken up bro the kitchen well, who cares done. when you're on the bulk dude who cares <laughs> It's so Get scary, it man. Cause like, well, have you heard of uh, like every two hours, if you're not consuming protein within within every two hours, then your body's gonna have a harder time uh, maintaining your muscle mass. See, I don't know if I believe. I've heard that. that. I don't know if I. Believe I don't know if I believe. It. I haven't looked too much into it, yeah. but that's that's the rumor. Yeah, and see, I don't know because like I, I feel like I've maintained a great amount of muscle mass, and even when. I was cutting, which when I cut, like I cut way too far, like I cut way too hard. Um, it was cool though, like it was fun. Um, but like now I'm bulking or whatever, but even right before bulking, like when I just started like eating more meat, whatever, which my bulk right now is not the best. Like the, the whole two pounds of meat, like I'm fucking that up. <laughs> I'm really fucking that up, man. I'm not doing two pounds of meat. I'm doing like maybe a pound, maybe. Uh, which isn't good for me, but like on my cut, I was religious about it. I was like a pound and a half. I was like a pound of beef, half a pound of ahi, half a pound of chicken. Like I went hard every day and I leaned out great. Like it was amazing, but 
I don't know, because like I, I intermittent when I was intermittent fasting, I was only for like four hours. And I feel like I maintained an incredible amount of muscle mass, like a great amount of muscle mass. Strength wise though, that was just like PRs were just no, non existent. No, dude, not a chance. Cause you remember I was trying to hit like four hundred and four hundred and five on squat for like three weeks straight. I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> I couldn't hit it. So maybe there is some truth to that because like not eating every two hours. Like when I do eat all day and I go to try to squat, like I can squat a lot. Like I hit 400, no problem. But the days where like I intermittent fast and then I like try to hit it, it's like, no, not a chance. So maybe there is some truth to that. I don't know. I just know that we're not like- I, not I believe made... it to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. I just know we're not made, made to eat all day. Like if we're eating all day, like ancestrally wise, like that's not how we operated for hundreds of thousands of years. So genetically speaking, like it, to me, it's like, oh, it doesn't make sense. Cause I, I don't know, especially that test that I had you do this last week. Um, cause that's based off of your like hormones. That's based off of your like personality that it, dude, it's crazy. Cause they had developed that test with, um, he developed that with the, the lady who designed the algorithm for twin for Tinder. And so it's, it's based around like your ancestral like genetics and who you are. And it was kind of cool to see like what you know career paths you should pursue. But there was a podcast that Ty was in that he was talking about where he's talking about embracing like the genetics of our species. Like if you look at like how we operated for hundreds of thousands of years, like sapiens, like Homo sapiens or whatever, and it's it's insane to see like how we operate versus them now. Cause like now, like we have access to eat all damn day long. And we know that's gonna change the way our genetics, like going forward. We know that going forward, homo sapiens will shift. The way we look, the way we operate, it's going to shift because we have the luxury of eating all day, not having to hunt for our food. And not to say that like, that's bad. I just don't know what's gonna happen. And so like, to me, I'm like, maybe I should keep it to where like I don't eat for a good, good significant portion of the day. And then I like obviously eat as much as I want in the time that I am eating. Just because that has worked too for me to like maintain like the muscle mass that I do enjoy having. But at the same time, I'm not running a hundred miles and hunting saber tooth tigers. So it's a different story. Well, that's like... I feel like there's all these little tricks. Like I said, like the two hour thing, mm -hmm. like I could believe it to a certain extent because it makes sense. And I, I feel like there's probably all these little things, like maybe, you know, the 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking up. Mm -hmm. I could believe that these little things, you know, the, the amount of difference it actually makes could be very minuscule, but I, I believe it that it could potentially uh, help all these little things. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not our nature, it's not our genetics, but I mean, it wasn't our genetics to be extremely muscular and have 5% body fat, you know, just doing all these things that we're trying to do is not necessarily our genetics, but it's definitely interesting to look at and try mm -hmm. to, because I, I mean, everyone's body is different, you know, yeah. so who's to say what works with someone doesn't work with you? Yeah, that's true. I'm just scared of like getting tired. I don't like the idea of eating in the morning just because I, I used to sleep every day at like 3 p.m. Like I'd like be working and then just, just be like out. And I hated that, dude. 
Like, I'd always get in trouble. And I'm like, how do I avoid this, like, sleeping in the middle of the day? And I found it's like, oh, just don't eat in the morning. Intermittent fast. Get your coffee, whatever. And, and like, all day I have energy. Like, all day. Like, right now, obviously, I haven't eaten. I've just drank water. I haven't even drank coffee yet. And I feel great. But just that, like, tinge of hunger keeps me a little more motivated. Gets me a little more, like, energetic. Because I know that, like, when you do intermittent fasting, your body starts producing its own sugars. Um, so that's cool. That's like, to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, F sugars, because now my body's producing sugars. But yeah, for me, it's just like, I just like being tired in the middle of the day. I don't like, I don't like passing out, which not yesterday. It was like the day before yesterday. I was, uh, I ate in the morning, like, right at, I think it was like 10 40 five I ate for the first time in the morning like in let's say like two years I ate I ate breakfast that early and at, dude like right on schedule right at one like one or two p.m. I was trying to read my book in my car and I was like passing out and I was like clocking out so like I leaned my seat back and just like fell asleep for like 30 minutes I woke up and I was like no no that's what you get for eating you piece of shit <laughs> that's not what I wanted and so it's a little frustrated, but I don't know. I, well, I believe there's, I believe there's perks to intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. I believe maybe overall performance it's best for you. I mean, you look at, you look at studies and you look at um, genetics and everything. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like muscle growth and uh, muscle strength, is that the best? You know, mm -hmm. you got to look at where you, where your goals are and what's best for your goals. I don't know. I don't know what's yeah. best. Well, I was extreme. I've been extreme with intermittent fasting. I don't follow oh the actual like rules of intermittent fasting because I think like for my age group, it's like a I think it's an eight or ten hour feeding window. I, I think it's I think it's actually a ten hour feeding window. I don't want to accept that. I'm like no, no, four, four hours. <laughs> like that's all you get. So I'm not a hundred percent sure what the feeding window is. So. I'd imagine if I followed it, if I like ate for eight hours, I guarantee I can blast through like all the calories and protein that I need. In my four hour feeding window, it's impossible for me to like get the calories. Protein I can do. I can get the protein in the four hour feeding window, but caloric wise, like it's difficult. So, <laughs> which I'm on a bulk. And a cut, and a bulk, and a cut at the same time. Because I'll bulk for one day, and I'll cut for a day. Just because I'm scared to be on a full bulk, because I don't like dirty bulking. But I do it sometimes. I'm like, dirty bulking is bad because it's it's not good for the body when it comes to inflammation. Um, it's, it's just not optimal. I know that. But at the same time, I love pizza. <laughs> Dude, it's hard, like... I'm just experimenting right now trying to I want to do a clean bulk mm -hmm. and so I'm just experimenting with foods and what I really want to do like I last bulk I I wouldn't say it was necessarily dirty but I drank most of my calories yeah which isn't the cleanest and uh, I, it's hard to get your calories in cleanly it really is it's I find it crazy just the few calorie surplus or the few calorie uh, deficit, you know, one way or another, whether you're cutting or bulking, how hard it is to hit that just 
it's crazy. Like, I, I mean, when you're doing it clean, I mean, mm-hmm. cutting's hard regardless, but bulking, obviously, everyone, I want a dirty bulk. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I want a dirty bulk. <laughs> dirty bulking's easy because they make hyper palatable foods. Like, they make foods that just taste and shut off those those things in the brain that's like, oh, you're full. So it's it can be difficult to do a clean bulk, but I also feel that like I can get away with some things just because I've been doing this for so long. Like I've been working out for 13 years, so I have the right to eat, which isn't entirely true. Like that's not true. Like I, I used to have this phrase that like you never deserve a cheat day. I used to say that like you never actually deserve a cheat day. And I don't think that's true. Like I do think you should be able to have a cheat day, but at the same time, it's like if you could if you could maintain the absolute control, which during the cut, I maintain like great control over my diet. It's just like, no, beef, ahi, chicken, vitamins, like rice. And I can maintain that like indefinitely. And then when I'm bulking, it's like, oh, I've got to get the calories in. And so like I'll splurge and I'll like eat the extra things. And I don't know, it's hard, it's difficult because it, you give yourself excuses. And like you said, you like you would drink your calories, which dude, mass gainer is amazing. Like it's great when you're drinking your calories, but there's a ton of like sugar in mass gainer. There's so much sugar. There's in a lot of crap gainer. in it. There's empty calories. Yeah, it was pretty heavy. There's a lot of- I think ideally, uh, if you're hitting your micros, which mm-hmm. is easier, or your macros, yeah. If you're hitting your micro- macros, which is easier, I mean, Proteins, fats, carbs, it's it's easy to hit those. Mm-hmm. But if you're hitting your micros, if you're hitting all of those, it doesn't matter necessarily how you do it, but it's 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 impossible to calculate. I mean, it's not impossible, but to calculate all of those with every meal you're doing is making sure you're getting all your micros. Like, do I have enough potassium? Do I have enough? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it would be extremely hard, but ideally, if you're trying to do it, really good you're gonna hit everything right where it hits it and no surplus but i don't know it's i was gonna ask have you played around with boron i was looking into it honestly because obviously i'm looking into natural test boosters but Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm playing it i'm playing it weird this round because boron is uh micronutrient i guess yeah or is it a trace mineral yeah it's micro so trace trace mineral um yeah bro it's i just got back on boron and i like because you know i told you i was taking that pre-workout that had a shit ton of boron in it um and it was like what i remember was like i would heal really quick like really quick after a workout um, even during a workout, it was crazy. Like I could be in the gym for like three and a half hours and be like, I don't want to stop. And I could get the craziest lifts in with my guys. And then like the next day do the exact same thing if I wanted to. And so I've been taking boron again and it's a game changer when it comes to healing and recovery. It's scary. Like it's terrifying how fast you recover. Cause like bef- if you've been lifting for a long, say you just started lifting. If you just start lifting, Typically, um, your peak protein synthesis is happening around 24 hours to 48 hours. So that's why like people like you're feeling sore for days, but then like us, we only feel sore for like a short period of time, like maybe like a day and then it like kind of goes away. Um, so if you've been training for at least a year or two years, I think it's around one year. I'm not hundred percent sure. 
you're, you reach the protein synthesis at peak protein synthesis for muscle recovery 12 hours after a workout. But dude, I swear to God, man, with, with, when you're taking boron, it's like three hours. And then like the next day you're like, I could do legs again. Like, let's just go again. And so I don't know, dude, that's something I would recommend trying out just because it's like, it's giving me a crazy edge on the gym and recovery, recovery in general. Um, I don't know. Might be something you might, you could try. Just don't well, overdo I'm, it. Yeah, I'm looking into it, but I'm just, I have a weird mentality this, uh, preparing for this bulk because I mean, I've just, I've been miscalculating a lot of supplements <laughs> and like magnesium for a moment. I was taking a, just a butt ton and oh, yeah. a butt potassium. Ton. I was overdoing at one point. Like I, <laughs> so my goal, I've been trying to keep track of my micros and everything, but I want to get them naturally. I've been really trying to build a diet and a meal plan that I could get the micros naturally. And then the supplements I would take would just be natural supplements, you know, fenugreek, ashwagandha, tonga, Ali, like just kind of natural sources just to help boost some stuff in, in different areas. Mm -hmm. But I've been looking into boron, but I'm looking more towards the ways of what food items have it and then how can I get a lot of that more naturally. Because for one, I believe it's, better if you can get in at a natural source because of the compound it's in it's better for your body and when it, and it's in its full form and mm -hmm. for two for some reason i can't calculate and i always overdose it and, and then like yeah i'm overdosed magnesium and i look up like what are the side effects of too much magnesium and it's like death i'm like oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> uh, no it's never that bad but <laughs> death it's like don't um, don't overdo this because uh, they'll store in your system and yeah. But so I know that you can get um, boron in raisins. So raisins has has boron in it, and I just looked it up just to double check. It's like one point five ounces has uh, almost a full milligram, and you only need five. I think milligrams. I have a big thing of raisins. Actually, I should just start snacking on that yeah because i was adding for the for the last little while i've been adding raisins to my oatmeal but then also my pre-workout has five milligrams of boron in it um, and that's what i take and bro it's a game changer like i'm telling you right now it's crazy like it because we i had we, did, we were, that day that we were exchanging all those articles i remember i sent you the one on boron and when i was reading it i was like blown away at the uh, the like crazy because it's just a trace mineral you only need like three milligrams a day like you don't need that much you need a very 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 small amount and i think the other dried fruit that has it is either dates or prune i don't know i think it's dates i don't know uh, but i know raisins has like for every ounce and a half it's like one milligram so i'll add like three ounces to my oatmeal which is a lot but I don't give a shit. Like I want my boron. I've been, I've been looking into dates because, well, I mean, I'm I'm in this weird, you know, health phase. I'm trying to do everything naturally. I'm trying to bake just you know all natural ingredients, no processed sugar. And when you're looking into that dates, a lot of people use kind of as a sweetener. I think I I've never played around with it, but I've seen that, and so I'm 
curious to try some and I've seen a lot of people make some like even sweets, bake some sweets, just grind up some dates and then mm -hmm. use some kind of as a sweetener for the food. So interesting. I might try that. Try it, dude. Because I'm trying to get to a point where I'm taking five milligrams of boron every single day, even the days that I don't lift. Because right now it's mostly on the days that I'm lifting that I get my boron in. And I notice the effects, but I want to experience it again. Because when I, uh, it was almost five, it was almost five years ago now where I was taking the 200 milligrams of boron every day. And that was crazy, dude. I was lifting for three and a half hours, seven days a week. Like I, I couldn't stop. Like I was just like, there's, there's no rest days. There's no rest days on my clock. And it was, it was nuts for sure. It was crazy, but I felt amazing. And so I'm like, I want to get back to that. I don't want to get back to taking that much, but I am curious to see what it's like taking it every day again. So uh, maybe start pounding raisins, just start eating a ton of raisins every day. But because I, I was doing the, I bought the Costco size bag of raisins, but I blasted through that and like, because I was trying to get my amount of boron in every day. And I was blasting through that in, how long did that take me? Three weeks to go through that? It's pretty quick. So I might actually start supplementing. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Never know. Yeah. I don't know. Mine's my uh my food journey is really really interesting right now as I'm transitioning. Trans uh, what's really weird is I'm trying to I'm trying to eat my protein, you know? Mm. And then like I'm trying to bake with protein and creatine cuz you Protein and creatine, I mean, for the most part, they're stable at high temperatures, and you could, you could throw them in anything and bake it, and they'll they'll come out, and you'll get you'll still get most of the protein and creatine, and so I've been experimenting with a lot of stuff, and it's been, it's been pretty fun. I put creatine in my rice, bro. <laughs> I'm such an animal. You said that, dude. I, I, I can't get my mind around that. I didn't. I made curry last, not last night, um, the night before last i think i think i made curry and i always put creatine in my rice i don't care dude like i'm just like oh, well put know. some uh put some fenugreek in your curry too as well while yeah. you're at it well no there's already fenugreek <laughs> in curry i could add extra. more fenugreek <laughs> I could add a lot extra i think it's those the fenugreek i've been consistent with those that's something since you told me i've been taking every day and I like it. I like the, the mood. I feel like I'm a lot more in control of my mood. Um, it has, I actually read something the other day. It was interesting. If you get your testosterone too high, you lose your sex drive. So like you can get it high and it's like your sex drives increases and increases, increases. And then there's a point where your estrogen is so low that like you just lose your sex drive, not lose it, but it's just like, yeah, but but naturally in the natural limits or are we talking about when you're taking things that boost it higher than it's natural no you can get it so naturally you're high talking about below a thousand you you once you get above a thousand i think if you get to the like 1100s your sex drive kind of changes and it's it's only well, because when you 
get rid of all of your, the majority of your estrogen because estrogen is also responsible for a bit of your sex drive. So when the estrogen drops below a certain threshold, that's when it like your sex drive will well, also I, get. I've heard that when you're boosting your testosterone, a lot of things that you'll take, even natural things, it'll boost your estrogen as well. Mm, yeah. So that's what I've heard. So, some of them will. I know fenugreek does. Um, it's supposed to like help regulate hormones. Um, but I don't know. I I was reading about this. And I thought that was interesting. Like, but to get over a thousand naturally, I feel like is really uncommon. It is. It is. Uh, if you're taking cold showers before training, and you're taking, you actually don't even need to take ashwagandha. The this the what was it, the Sakamoto study? There was a guy in there who was just doing the pre cooling, and he was just on a normal diet, but he got up to the eleven forty just naturally. Uh, just because he was doing the cold showers every single day before intense training. And that was in the 19, 1991 Sakamoto study for the uh, pre-cooling training, um, where they had them take the ice baths every day before doing like rugby and shit. But that's a different story because rugby is a very high intense sport. Like that's very, it's like a very high impact, high intensity. I can imagine your testosterone violently rising in that sport. <laughs> yeah. So aggressive. I feel like you need the high test. Yeah. So I know you can do it naturally. Which I'm kind of mad that I haven't been doing the ice shower, the cold showers recently. I've only been doing I do them like maybe four or five times a week. I I was like every single day for like the last year, and I've slowed down a bit. I slowed down a bit. And I don't like it. I don't like the days that I don't have my cold shower. It bothers me, I feel like. Well, the problem is, problem with me is I'm a, I'm a night shower guy. You know, I shower before mm -hmm. I go to bed. That's not a good and idea. And that's, that's not ideal yeah. for cold showers. And yeah. so that's where I'm like, I don't shower two times a day on most days. It's just. Do it. Just do it. Just jump in for two minutes cold in the morning. Don't even go warm. Don't even go warm. Just go straight cold in the morning. Just jump right in. You wake up, just turn that thing on cold and just jump in, suffer for five, three to five minutes and then get out. Oh, I'll have to implement it. Do it. Just don't even think about it. In fact, go right now. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> you never know. Might change things up. I didn't do it today. I need to. Feel guilty about that one. Yeah, let's take a five minute break. Discipline. Real, real quick five minute break. We'll be right back. No. <laughs> I do want to get a cold plunge though. I know that you can get them for like forty bucks, the the inflatable ones. Um, but then you just have to replace you have to keep adding the ice to it. Whatnot. I would like to get a professional one at some point in time, but I know that um when I was trying the Goggins challenge, the uh is it four by four by forty-eight? Have you heard of that, bro? Oh my god! So I hadn't run in like a year, and I had this manager. He's like, "Hey, we're doing the Goggins challenge, the four by four by forty-eight," and I'm like, "What's that?" And he's like, "You run four miles every four hours for forty-eight hours straight, and it's a total of forty-eight miles." And I was like, "I want to do it." He's like, "You basically don't sleep. You just..." You, you try to sleep for like two hours in between, but like, say you start at like 6 p.m. You're like, I'm going to run four miles at 6 p.m. Then at 10 p.m. you run four miles. 
And then at 2 a.m. you run four miles. And then at 6 a.m. you run four miles. And then at obviously 10 a.m. you run four miles. And then 2 p.m. And you're just like running four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. Uh, I only ended up doing like 16 miles total and I was fucked up. <laughs> I was like, no. Of course I didn't have running yeah. shoes. I was running in Tom's. Um, so that was probably another factor. Uh, but I did an ice bath in between each run. In between every run, I had, I think I bought 80 pounds of ice. And so I would just like add to my bathtub and I would take an ice bath. And then I would try to sleep afterwards, which that didn't work. Um, that was stupid. Wait, that was really dumb now that I think about it. You're supposed to do the pre-cooling before training. You idiot. <laughs> okay, I see where I went wrong. I see where I went horribly wrong. I want to try that challenge again at some point in the near future and do that correctly, right? I yeah, that's running. That's an insane challenge. Dude, we should try it. We should work our way up and do it. <laughs> like, no. Bro, we did a thousand push-ups. Come on. If we can do a thousand yeah, push-ups. Yeah, but... I'm looking to bulk right now. I'm not going to run freaking 48 miles, dude. <laughs> dude, I, hit me up in eight months when I'm cutting again. Gosh. That's true. Well, so here's the thing. After the 16 miles that I did run, I was yoked out of my freaking brains, dude. I had such great cardiovascular health. Like, my body was processing protein at a violent rate. I do remember after doing my 16 miles, I was eating nonstop for like three days. I couldn't stop eating like everything, literally everything. I couldn't stop eating. So we do need another challenge though, because we did the thousand pushups. We did the thousand sit-ups the week following that was in July and we need another hard challenge. We need something that really pushes us. So maybe not the four by four by 48. That's a pretty ridiculous challenge. Yeah. <laughs> but we need another good yeah time. we'll have to come up with something well, i'm recovering right now i know i know i know and there's a thing like in my cut i didn't touch cardio <laughs> i haven't done cardio in forever which is really bad because mm. you know that's why i'm i'm making plans to i want to hit cardio every day it's really it's really good for you really essential people mm -hmm. who miss cardio it's a bad deal but then again i'm sure with the intensity of a lot of my workouts especially in my cut and the calisthenics that i do in a lot of my workouts i'm sure i was hitting a lot of uh cardiovascular type uh yeah. help yeah. in my exercises but at the same time it's it's good just to focus on some cardio mm -hmm. and train up that because that's essentially the health of your heart you know it's good and you're breathing Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially on a bulk, that's that's the number one thing I make sure that I do when I'm bulking is I make sure that I'm doing my cardio. On a cut, I'm, I don't do as much cardio, which I know when people probably hear that, they're like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and the reason being that I make sure that I do my cardio when I'm bulking is when your cardiovascular health is high, your metabolism is through the damn roof, and so you're able to eat as much as you like possibly could to bulk. And so it makes bulking a lot easier. People go into a bulk and they have a hard time getting the calories they need in. 
And the fastest way to get the, those calories in is to start running. Like even if it's 15, 20 minutes, like you run for 15, 20 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes, you hit your 30 minutes every day. I guarantee you're going to be able to blast through as many calories as you want in that day. So for me, it's imperative on a bulk to do my, to do my cardio. I haven't been doing as much though. I do need to, I do need to do it. But, and because I told you my goal recently was to start running four miles a week. And the reason I want to do at least four miles a week is because I want to redo that, that Goggins challenge. I really want to hit it at some point. So, which it sucks. I will say, I'm not, I'm not going to run. I mean, mm -hmm. my experience with running and weightlifting is not a healthy experience. Or not, I wouldn't say healthy. It's just not a friendly experience. No. But it's just... I don't know. It's no. just because I always, uh, one triggers an injury in the other, I would say. And so when I hit cardio this bulk, I I plan on doing like just bike. Mm -hmm. Like not even normal bike, like bike with the wheels in front, like the least impactful on my knees as possible just to get that cardio in. And mm -hmm. Because I really want to be able to push a lot of weight this bulk and I don't want any to impact my joints yeah otherwise i guess i know um a lot of people especially when running uh dude even in high school they they didn't they didn't teach running properly um a lot of i remember we were we were in track in middle school and they didn't teach how to run properly because that wasn't that wasn't something i learned until i went running with my father that one day I think I was 15 years old. I was like four? No, I was 14 years old. Yeah, I was 14 years old, and I was like, I want to go running. And my dad's like, Hey, let's go. Let's go run 14 miles. And I was like, What? No, I just I want to run a mile. He's like, No, you're gonna run 14 with me. And I was like, I can't do that. And he's like, I'll show you how. And I was like, Uh, -uh dude, you're crazy. He's like, No, you're gonna run with me right now, and we're gonna go do 14 miles. And I was like, Okay. And he's like, I'm going to teach you how to run properly and you'll be able to run like Forrest Gump. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And I was running all wrong, dude. I was running all fucky. Like, I didn't know. I had no clue. Like, we got outside and I like immediately started running. He was like, hey, slow down. Stop. What are you doing? And I was like, we're running. He's like, no, not like that. You know, break your ankles. And I was like, what you mean? And he's like, don't let your heels touch the ground. And I was like, what? He's like, don't let your heels touch the ground. You're going to be in physical pain if you do that. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, your feet. He's like, if you look at like a dog, if you look at dogs, their heels do not touch the ground. It's always the balls of their feet that are touching the ground. It's never the heel. He's like, it's because your foot is supposed to be like a spring. It's supposed to act as a spring. And if your heel is touching the ground, it's not acting as a spring and it's giving you micro concussions. It's, it's compressing your spine. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, if you let your heel touch the ground when you are walking or running, you are compressing your spine. And I didn't know that. I was like, okay, so what do I do? He's like, stay on your toes. This run's going to hurt. And I had never felt more sore in my life after this thing, just because like you're using your calves a lot more when you run that way, when you oh, yeah. keep your heels elevated. So, but I ended up, he made me run the 14 miles. Um, it was brutal as hell. Uh, and I remember when we started, I tried to like take off. I tried to like run, right? And he was like, uh-uh, chill. 
and he's like we started this little like run and i was like dad this is gay like i can't do this like i'm not gonna do this and he's like no trust me we will get to running and i'm like i'm like doing this little like jog and i'm like you are ancient this is the most this is the ugliest way to start running like people, we look so stupid he's like it doesn't matter how we look we're gonna run 14 miles and i was like we're not gonna run 14 miles like this this is gonna take a year man he's like just trust me he's like chill and this is if you want to run a long distance like 14 miles seven miles eight miles this is not if you're trying to run like two miles because like when i run my two miles like i sprint that whole bitch like i don't care but if I'm running a longer distance, say six miles, I always use this method that he taught me. And this is for anybody that wants to run a longer distance. And he showed this to me, which was really crazy. I thought this was insane. You see, like you start off really, really, really slow, like weirdly slow. It was awkward. I hated it. I hated every fucking second of the, he's like, for the first 15 minutes, you are working your way up to a run. You're kind of jogging, not really. You're not actually jogging like it. I felt like I could walk faster than we were, what the fuck, whatever we were doing. I didn't like it. I was like, this is weird. But you use 15 minutes and you slowly speed up for 15 minutes. The first five minutes, you feel like you look like the dumbest, it weirdest human in the world. You're like, I look stupid. Like, this isn't running. And then, like, the next five minutes, you're like, kind of working yourself up to that, like, actual jog. And by the time you hit 15 minutes, you're running. Like you're actually running but it doesn't feel like you're running and i thought it was odd and like we were got to the 15 minute mark and we were running and like we were actually running and he's like how does it feel and i was like it honestly feels like i'm walking and he's like yep that's how it's supposed to feel and i was like this is interesting and i was like but my calves feel interesting as well because i wasn't allowing my heels to touch the ground and he's like your calves are gonna hurt after this um, but we ended up doing the 14 miles and it was fairly easy uh, not easy. It was difficult, but I did it. Like I, I did it honestly without complaint. I didn't really have a choice, but it wasn't, it wasn't as hard as I thought. And I remember afterwards being like, I could go running again. Like, that was weird. And ever since I've ever since that, that's how I've run long distance wise. Uh, but no, when I do my two miles, cause I'm trying to do four miles every week. When I run my two miles, I just like blast through it just cause I want to get it over with. But yeah, dude, we should we should do at least some sort of challenge, some sort of cardio challenge. Sure. I mean, no, I thought I think it's interesting you brought up the running style because, I mean, I run, you know, on my toes, on the balls of my feet. Um, I think they trained me that way in soccer. I want to yeah. say. Yeah. Well, it's because um, my dad was the coach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, but it's funny because uh, I remember one time uh, I was just running. I was training up my run, and uh, I was running around this small track, and I remember this guy even coming up next to me, and he's like, you're running wrong. I'm like, what? And he's like, you got to run uh, heel-toe. And I'm like, uh, no, I don't. And he's like, yeah, you got to run your heel-toe. I'm like, dude keep on going i think i was pretty rude to him because i was pretty like offended i'm like dude yeah. who who does this this random guy just came up to me and tells me i'm running ron but i did look into it like pretty heavily um and i think there's benefits to both ways i mean uh and there's ups and downs to both ways because i mean um 
when you're running on the balls of your feet, I mean, it's really impactful on your calves. You'll feel and it so on your calves. You could get, uh, you could overuse your calves if you, you know, don't train up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely it helps when it comes to, it's like acting as a sprain. Um, it could, the downside would be less momentum, what I've learned. Um, the heel toe, obviously, well, there's a lot of people that just smack their foot on the ground. And that's obviously the worst way to do it. If you're going to run heel toe, you, it has to be really you're fluid. Real. And the benefit of that is the momentum. You're getting a lot of momentum. But obviously the downside could be you're, you're, hit, you're still hitting the ground pretty hard. Yeah. And so the micro concussions, like you said, is, is a risk. And so I've looked into it. There's benefits to both. And it's a debate, I'm sure, amongst runners that goes back lawn, I'm sure. See, I feel like I get more momentum just on my uh, balls of my feet because, like, when I'm running balls of my feet, I'm not upright. I'm, like, leaned forward. Like, I'm literally, like, my body is angled forward. And so it's just, like, just the balls of my feet, and it's not, like... Because I feel like if we, when you're when you're running heel-toe, like, you're more upright. Sure. Um, I don't know, man, because, like, I've... Well, I always run. Well, I'm also really tall, so I do run fast in general. So I well, can't it's interesting it. to think out because uh, everyone here's the thing: everyone when they sprint, they run the same. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on the balls of their feet when they sprint, mm-hmm. and so it's just when it comes to running, what's the most effective way? I don't know. That's that's the debate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy running on my on my toes. I yeah, it is. But here's the thing, when I get into running, the thing is, like, when I decided me to do something, I'm going to do it, obviously, where I'm at with my bulk. Like, I go hard, I dive mm-hmm. into it. And so when I decide I want to start running again, I just, oh, I'm going to go run a 5K today. And then, you know, when I'm running, using all my calf, you know, I get shin splints and then, oh, man. It's brutal. It's brutal. brutal. I did my I did my miles last week and... Dude, that was hard, man. That made my calves stupid sore. And I was like, this is because I'm not running. And I do feel like my calves need more work, which is why I'm, like, running more often. But it shit hurts, man. It hurts a lot. But I do need to – I know that I need to do it more. I know I need to do it a lot more just because, like – oh, man, I don't want to say it, but I knew knew this human – Actually, I won't. I won't roast them. I won't <laughs> roast them. I'll be roast them. <laughs> Should I roast them? Oh, it's such a hard one. Oh, it's such a dick one. <laughs> I knew this human. Ow, I want yo. Fuck it, yo. Fuck it. I'm gonna say it. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna roast him. I don't give a damn. I knew this human. He's like, oh, I just. I'm I'm not a runner. I'm never gonna run. I don't I don't like running. But when we would go somewhere, we'd go do something. Say we had something was urgent. He would run to grab the thing. Like oh, like something's rolling away, or you know, wind catches something. He would run to grab this thing. And I'm like, you fucking ran, bitch. Like, you ran. And they always said like, I'm not a runner. I'm not, I don't run. I don't run. I don't run. Like, I never need to run. And I remember saying to this person. Do you want to be the person that never runs again for the rest of your life? Or do you want to be the person that utilizes their legs and has great strength in their running capabilities? And I knew that upset them. 
I knew that upset them because then they went running with me that following week. But I think that was the only time that they ever ran. And I don't think they'll ever run again. Because um, <laughs> we did our run. And they complained. They were, you know, complained about it, which is understandable, you know. It's a run. Nobody likes running. David Goggins doesn't enjoy running. And he's like the fucking god of running. But that's the way I see it is like, I, I never, I, I'm afraid of being the person who never runs again. It's like, I've got legs and I've got the strength in my legs. And the idea of, cause like I didn't, there was, there's been times where like I didn't run for like a year. And then I decided to do that Goggins challenge. And I look at that year of not running where I, like I didn't run at all. And it, like, it upsets me, like makes me mad. I'm like, why didn't I run for that entire year? I didn't run. I would go to the gym and I do like my high intensity interval training on the treadmill, but I don't really count that as running. Cause you know, like I sprint for a minute, walk for a minute. Yes, it's running a bit, but it's on a treadmill. Like running outside is a whole different story. Like you're in the elements, you're actually running. I think running on a treadmill like counts to an extent, but it's not like truly going the uphill, downhill, like sidewalk, street, like dealing with like the actual things and like moving through things. But for like that year that I wasn't running, because when I do like my high, high intensity and real training, cause I say that and I look back when I was actually doing that, I'd only do like four minutes, five minutes on, on the treadmill, like sprint for a minute, walk for a minute, sprint for a minute, and then I was like done. I'm like, all right, let's start a workout, like whatever. I don't really count that, this is not really running. And I didn't run for like an entire year. And then I tried this Goggins challenge and I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't finish this challenge. And my manager at the time, he did it. He ended up doing 52 miles. So he did the whole 48 and they were like, let's do another four. And like oh, he shit. did another four. And I was like, damn it, man, like son of a gun. And it pissed me off. It like really upset me. Cause like he was able to, to do the whole like 48 and he ran four miles a week. I think that's four, eight miles a week. I swear to God, I'm going to kill that cat. Um, I hope you can't hear that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I could only do 16 miles. And I'm like, damn, man, I want to retry that at some point in time. Just because, like, we, we, I can do the 1,000 push-ups. I can do the 1,000 sit-ups. I don't think I can do the 1,000 pull-ups yet. I honestly don't think that's... That's, that's a lot of pull-ups. That's a lot of pull-ups, dude. Yeah, I remember... That, that challenge would have to probably be lower just because pull-ups is a greater effort i would say it, it is a really difficult effort but we did descend from monkeys so maybe maybe at some point in time at some, some point some start point. lower though yeah we should aim for like 250 first we yeah, should try that at some point because i can do 100 i've gotten to the the 100 point on pull-ups like there's been times from like I, I need to improve my pull-up game game so i go to the gym and i spend literally an hour getting to like 100 pull-ups i'm like this is miserable like this sucks and it's just a point where i'm literally just like one pull-up at a time and then i'm dropping like, okay. well those those challenges are so fun because i mean you you mentally prepare like beforehand you're like okay how am i gonna do this you know mm -hmm. like with the push-ups i'm like okay, how much can I do in a set and I can maintain that, you know, and how much, mm -hmm. and then as you actually do it, you, you actually learn how much you could do, whether it's what you thought you could or mm -hmm. normally less, you know, as time goes on. So it's a really fun experience. Like I definitely want to hit one again.
but unfortunately like right now yeah like like i'm thinking today is like because i really want to hit the gym is like what can i actually hit and not even touch my uh areas and like sit-ups that's Mm -hmm. that's literally the one thing i could do (laughs) sit-ups oh you couldn't even do leg ups to bar because your shoulder yeah it's mostly just yeah and then i just don't want to even move i don't want to move the knee or cause any pressure on it. I don't want to move the elbows or call it. Cause like, so I'm like sit-ups is the one thing. So I'm probably after this, I'm literally just going to go to the gym and maybe pump out like sit-ups galore. Dude, that was so interesting when we did those challenges and we had such differences. Like I had such a hard time with the push-ups, and you had an easy time with the push-ups, And then I had such an easy time with the sit-ups, and you had a hard time with the sit-ups, And that was so interesting to see. Like that was so crazy. Yeah. I thought Fun. that was really cool. Yeah, the sit-ups I like blasted through. I remember I was like, but what's crazy is what happens in the mind before we attempted the challenge. Because we suffered through it mentally for like a week prior. For the entire week, I remember when we started the challenge, like we're going to do a thousand push-ups. Every day after that, dude, I was like suffering mentally. I was in such an incredible amount of mental pain. And I remember the Saturday, because we hit the push-ups on the 4th of July. I remember that. We're like, let's do a 1,000 push-ups on the 4th. Like, let's do it on the 4th. You're like, I'm not doing anything. And I was like, I'm not doing anything. Let's do a 1,000 push-ups on the 4th. And I remember the Saturday or Sunday prior, I couldn't sleep. I was, like, in bed, like, stressing. I was like, fuck, man. Like, we're going to do these 1,000 push-ups. Like, I don't think I can do this. Like, and I can't bail on Adam. Like, I have to do this. Like, I have to do this. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And I remember, like, my girlfriend was consoling me. And she's like, hey, like, what's going on? And I was like, I was literally, like, almost in tears. And I was holding them back. I was so upset. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I'm so scared. And she's like, you're honestly one of the strongest people I've ever known. So, like, I think you're not going to have a problem with it. And I was like, fuck. I was like, oh, God. Like, okay, fine. And the day prior, I remember the Monday prior, I was in the gym and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I've suffered this last week through this. I'm going to do this. Like, I don't care. I don't care if it takes me all damn day. I'm not going to go anywhere until these push-ups are done. Like, I don't care at this point. I've already mentally suffered through it. I don't care if I'm on that floor for 10 hours or 12 hours or 24 hours. I will do my thousand. I don't give a shit. And I was so angry at that point. Like, I was so mad. And I was like, we're doing this. I don't give a shit. And then, like, that morning came and I was like, let's fucking go. Like, let's go. And, like, I got home and I was just like, it was difficult. It was incredibly difficult. And I remember hitting, like, the 300 and being like, shit, man, like... I'm feeling it because I, I got to 100, no problem. 100 was easy, right? Get to 200, you're like, all right, I'm feeling it, right? I'm feeling it. And then I got to 300 and I was like, shit, man, this is where things are starting to hurt. And I remember getting past 400 and being like, shit, this hurts. This hurts a lot. And there's that valley. There's this valley I, I feel between 400 and 800 where you're like, I can quit. I could stop. You know, I could call it quits and your brain's giving you all of those little resistances that are like, you could quit now. Like you could just give up now and say you gave it your best shot. Like, no, but if I do it, I know I never like, I'll, it'll hurt me for so long. I already suffered for a week. Like, just do it. There's that valley between 400 and 800. And then I hit, you hit 800 and you're like, you're there. Like you're almost fucking 
there. And you're like, I have to do this. And the moment you get to 900, you're like, there's the end goal. I'm coming for you. You're within my grasp, motherfucker. And I remember that 900 to like hitting from the 900 to the thousand, like I was going so much faster. I was like, fuck you. I'm coming for you, bitch. And, but that like 400 to 800 is that like huge valley of disappointment of like serious suffering and resistance. And it's crazy what the mind does when you set a goal like that and you like actually hit it. But that was, no, there's, that was cool. It's definitely the breaking point. Like I found with both the, you know, a thousand pushups and thousand sit-ups we did, there's, and it's, it's not even halfway. It's like before halfway, there's like a breaking point. It's like, where your mind's gonna tell you like to not do it yeah and because like you look at the overall challenge and you get like a few hundred in and you're like holy crap that's a lot of reps and your brain's giving you every reason not to continue and it's like oh you're you could just give up now you know it's a lot of work it's gonna be a while before you finish or like you're gonna injure yourself you know your brain's Mm -hmm. giving you every excuse to give up and you have to just keep pushing through that but the best part is when you actually push through it because when you get past the middle ground and you get to like the three quarters, it's just, you see the end yeah. and you're just, you're ready. You're, 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 you've already pushed past it. I mean, I compare it to like running because like when you start running, I mean, there's a whole science to it, mm-hmm. like with the, with the energy storage and everything. But when you start running, it's not fun. No. Right. And then you start feeling that burning, you know, <laughs> maybe what you ate in that day mm-hmm. and you're hurt and you're like, oh, shoot. But then once you push past that, if you push past that, because a lot of people are like, oh, I, I feel like crap, I'm going to stop running, you know, and they'll stop and walk or whatever. But if you push past that and you get to that point where you're like, you're ready and you could feel it and you get to a point where you could go on forever, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a fun experience. It's definitely worth doing them. It's crazy because you could do them. I mean, yeah. if it, if you do one rep at a time, you do one rep at a time. It's doable. It's mm-hmm. not impossible. It's doable for anyone who's decently active. So it's just it's a mind game. It is a mind game. It is an absolute mind game, especially in that valley of like that that, that like middle ground. I felt like you for me it was like four hundred to like eight hundred is where like the mind was like you can give up now. You're gonna injure yourself. And I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm drinking my water. I have my salt in me. Like, I'm going to be fine. And it was like, you could give up now. Like, your shoulders, they could could hurt. Like, something bad could happen. And, like, there was all these little things that, like, played through the head that were like, just give up, just give up, just give up, just give up. And, like, and it felt like it continually attacked you. Like, that resistance was like, you can quit now. Like, you can give up now. But the moment you get to that, like, 800, you're like, no, the end is right fucking there. Like, I don't care now. Like, I don't give a shit. And I remember feeling it and being like, no, like, I'm coming for you. Like, I don't care what it takes. Like, I'm coming for you. And then I I feel like at 900 is when the resistance was silenced. I felt like it was just silent after 900. Like, all of those noises, all that crap in the head, all of that, like, give up was just the moment you hit 900, it's that valley of just silence. And you're just like, you're just going. And there's no more resistance. There's no more, you can't do this. It's just like, there's the end goal. Go get it. And it still gives me chills, dude. It still like hits me. It's like, ah, like, fuck, man. That was a experience. Honestly, one of the best things that, one of the best things that we've ever done. And I, I do, 
we'll have to do that again, like soon. We'll have to do either the thousand well, push-ups or something. Maybe here in like, give me a week, two weeks. My elbows aren't too bad, mm -hmm. so they should recover. My lat, ooh, I I don't know about my lat, but maybe we could mm -hmm. hit a pull-up challenge here. Do a two fifty pull-ups. That would be good. I'd be down, dude. I'd be down to hit a two fifty pull-up challenge. That'd I just know around one hundred. That's where it's gonna be. <laughs> that's where I'm hitting like one at a time. Where the devil's gonna be on your shoulder. Give up. Yeah. No, you want to. <laughs> no, it's a good. It's a good comp like anyone who tries to do one of these challenges it's a good comparative to i mean achieving any goal honestly like i was talking about it earlier you know like when you first start getting into working out you know the first 100 days you're gonna have every reason to give up you're not mm -hmm. seeing anything but then once you get past a certain point it's just you're invincible yeah and so i i compare it to any like trying to achieve any goal in life so that's <laughs> good Challenge yourself. Yeah. Do right, a thousand push-ups. Let's talk goals. Um, what were your goals last week? And did you hit them? Oh my gosh. Did you get physical and, and, and... My goals were to... They were uh, leading me into my bulk. And so my... Let's see, my intellectual... I think... It's my intellectual... Yeah, my intellectual was uh, stretching and meditating and focus on my breathing i think and then my physical was the three thousand calories so the physical obviously didn't get there because i'm not bulking yet <laughs> i'm still planning out my bulk so that's still in the works and i was stretching i was doing good with my breathing which is amazing i mean mm -hmm. breath work is amazing in itself everyone needs to look into that uh but the whole stretching and irritating the injuries kind of got frustrating. So both of my goals were kind of thwarted, but that's all right. It happens. Um, let's see where I want to go. I'm going to here, I'm going to set a physical goal. That's uh, kind of a uh, taboo. <laughs> Uh, here I'm not going to say I won't work out for the rest of the week I was going to say I won't work out for the rest of the week but there's one workout I could do I think and that's sit-ups so I'm going to restrict myself to sit-ups for the rest of the week Damn. and uh, focus on recovery which is you know for a normal person they're like it's hard to work out for me it's hard not to Yeah. and so that's going to be extremely challenging I'm really going to focus on the rice rest ice compression and elevation on all my injuries i'm going to focus on recovery uh getting my nutrition settled and established uh so let's see that's a physical goal right mm -hmm. so you're intellectual intellectual um hmm So I'm reading my book, uh, How Not to Die. <laughs> it's a big book, so mm -hmm. I'm not going to finish it. I don't know if I'm going to get halfway through it. I'm trying to think of uh, something other uh, intellectual-wise to to go towards. But I'll, I'll aim for that. I'll aim halfway through halfway. my book. Okay. And that will be my goals. Okay. All right.
right. Recovery and halfway through How Not to Die. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. Um, okay. My goals last week were intellectual was to read Think and Grow <laughs> Okay, let me preface. I've read that book like three or four times, maybe more. I used to fall asleep to the summary of it. Um, and my goal was to read it and not get distracted. I got distracted um, and I started a different book um, that I'm enjoying heavily. And I'm going to get halfway through that book because it is pretty big. It's like 500 pages. Actually, let me see. How many pages is this? Maybe about 500. It's 430. Yeah, 430 pages. Um, I'm like over a quarter of the way through. So I'd like to get at least halfway. Um, I honestly might read the whole thing. I'm really, 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 really enjoying it. So halfway through that one, at least I'll probably get all the way. I'll, I'll probably get further than halfway just because I'm, I'm reading it all throughout the day. I can't stop reading it. It's my new Bible. Um, <laughs> Gosh. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of it because it's now my new favorite book. That's that's scary. So, physical goal. Uh, last week's physical goal was what? The, oh, um, I think it was the uh, breathing in the morning and stretching in the morning. I liked that. Uh, I liked that you were doing that, and that was my new. I remember that's what I said. I didn't do my breath work, but I have been doing my stretching, uh, which is nice because my body is very relaxed and is recovering well through things so i'm consistent with my stretching i haven't been doing my breath work though so i need to do that more so for this week on physical goal you know what i'm just gonna set i'm just gonna set the breath work in the morning um i need to do that every day i need to do my my breath work just because it it helps me get my day started right helps me get my oxygen into the brain and I need to focus on that. I need to hit that consistently every day for seven days. So seven days, proper breathing in the morning. Um, my, my, my four, what is it? Four, I don't know, I do four seconds in, eight seconds out. That's just how I do my breath work. So I'm gonna do my breath work every day. So halfway through my, my book and breath work every day for seven days. That'll be my goal this week. As well as my running. I have to keep, be consistent with my running. I've been consistent. I just want to stay consistent. I don't want to stop running. I'm going to keep doing that. Because I'm bulking. Trying to be a thick boy. Thick, thick boy? Thick boy. You're running your 48 miles? Not yet. Not yet. I want to do a couple weeks of four miles consistently, and then maybe I'll attack that Goggins challenge again, and I'll record and do probably a Snapchat story or something for that whole thing. Because that's what I did last time. I only made it to mile 16, and on Snapchat, I was like, all right, guys, I give up. <laughs> I was like, I'm a, I'm a quitter. <laughs> so we'll get there. Cool. Stay tuned for a pull-up challenge in the near future. 
All right. That concludes Two Minutes to Life, episode nine. Nice. Nine. All right. See you next week.